The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, he will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Some of you have already had a sneak peek, but if you thought our worship space was turned into a performing studio before, it now feels very much like one. A big chunk of the chancel right now is covered in plastic. The organ is sealed off and scaffolding is up next to the Old Mill Street door, and I can see daylight coming through one of the walls. We're in the middle of a seismic retrofit. And ironically enough, in the sense of divine irony, today is a day we hear readings about the house of God. 
The question for King David in that reading today from the old Hebrew texts is a question about whether God should even have a house at all. It's a question that David is steered away from. It's his son, Solomon, who will build the first temple. God has to remind David that long before there were any houses for the people of Israel, this God was their God. The sense in which God himself is the house for the ancient Israelites. And now that they are settled and prosperous and building things, the temptation is to build a place for God. But the danger God only knows is the tendency then to domesticate the divine, to bring him under control of human powers and institutions. Now you can imagine where this is going, right? This is not just a problem for King David thousands of years ago. This is our problem as people who run and oversee and are part of institutions. The danger always is that we become so focused on the institution, we tend to then domesticate this God of ours, this God who was there long before any human institution. And if truth be told, will be there long after all human institutions are gone from the universe. Today's beautiful story of the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary in Nazareth, is sometimes too familiar to us to hear with fresh ears and see with fresh eyes. So it's worth reflecting on it closely again, reflecting on those words that Mary has with an angel what we often miss is that this is a Mary without all of the attachments of 2,000 years of tradition. This is a young woman, probably 12 or 13 years old in her day, who has been betrothed to a man, probably in an arranged marriage, whose whole future is about building a household around him. And in the sense of Luke, it's as though Mary has been awoken from a sound sleep where she knows exactly what the future holds for her. And she is confronted by this otherworldly figure of an angel. Something she neither asked for and something she probably scarcely feels she deserves this kind of divine attention. But even more shocking than that, the angel says to her, you will conceive and bear a son. And the angel is 
absolutely audacious because he claims that this son that she will bear is part of the house of David, even though Joseph, her betrothed, is not the father. How crazy is that? And of course, it has to be true that in the back of Mary's brain, she wonders how her community, this small town of Nazareth, will take the knowledge which for sure will be passed around by the gossipers. She lives in a world that is networked by gossip. After all, there's no internet, there's no telephone, there's no text, there's no Twitter. The only thing they have to transmit information is the gossip network. She knows that they also will know that Joseph is not the father. So suddenly, her whole world is turned upside down. And the future, at best, is going to be trouble. The most beautiful piece, I think, of Mary's character that comes through in today's reading, as Luke tells us, is honesty. She doesn't try to second guess the angel. She simply asks, how is this possible? In words probably more earthy than we get in our translation, she says, how can this be? I have not known a man. I am a virgin. How is this possible? And yet it is in that honest moment that Mary opens her heart and her mind to what God just might be doing, not just around her. It's enough to have a sign that her cousin Elizabeth, who was declared barren, is now six months pregnant. Not just around Mary, but what the divine is doing in her. This is the truth for us to hear if we have ears to listen and hearts that are open on the fourth Sunday of Advent. With Christmas knocking at the door, the schools closed, the pandemic raging, and many of us hunkered down, wondering about our own futures. The angel comes to visit and tells us not just that God is about to do a new thing in the world around us, but God is going to build a home in us. That a new creation is about to begin right here in who we are, each one of us individually and all of us gathered together in community. And so the witness this day for me, and I hope for you as well, is even while our world is torn apart with scaffolding up here and vaccines coming over there, and there is darkness and dread and a solstice and a conjunction of the planets, 
All the signs are around us that something new is about to begin. And we are invited not to cast about for it, not to look outside of ourselves and hope to find it, not to keep God's new life out there somewhere, but to make room for it right here. For that is the critical moment in Mary's walk this day. When after she asks the natural questions and discloses honestly before this awesome creature, this angel of God, she says, here am I, let it be as you have said she is now open to that new future and all the trouble that it will bring and all the heartache and all the unholy and dreadful nights. You know what I mean, especially those of you who've had children. You remember you thought you knew what you were signing up for and then you learned it was so much more trouble than you thought you were getting into. It's like that for Mary, too. And this fourth Sunday of Advent, it's like that for us as well. If we let God in to make a home for the Christ child in our hearts. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon.